Good day, Chris. Hope you're finding some comfort in New York today. Yeah, with a high of 57 degrees and overcast clouds this morning, it sounds like a perfect day to stay informed. And by evening, those clouds should give way to just a few. So before you head out or settle in, let's catch you up on what's happening around the world. In a significant humanitarian effort, the United States has begun airdropping food into Gaza, delivering over 38,000 meals in an attempt to prevent famine conditions amidst ongoing conflict. These efforts come at a critical time as ceasefire talks between Israel and Hamas continue, with the U.S. actively supporting negotiations for peace. The international community watches closely, hoping for resolution before Ramadan begins on March 10th. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. You're listening to The Daily Digest from PocketPod News. Moving into the tech and defense sector, Trey Stevens from Founders Fund sheds light on Anduril and Seoul, two companies reshaping the future of defense technology with innovative approaches aimed at reducing human risks and costs in conflict zones. And in another act of support for Gaza during this tumultuous time, the U.S. has initiated an emergency humanitarian assistance operation. Military C-130 cargo planes have dropped 66 bundles containing about 38,000 meals to those affected by recent encounters with Israeli troops. Each story today reflects crucial moments of intervention and innovation in times of need and conflict. Stay with us. We've got the news you need to start your day right here on The Daily Digest. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to pocketpod.app to join the waitlist. Tensions continue to mount in Gaza as the humanitarian crisis deepens, with the United States making a dramatic move. That's right. In an effort to alleviate worsening conditions, the U.S. has conducted humanitarian airdrops, delivering over 38,000 meals into Gaza amid ongoing strikes and civilian casualties. But with Ramadan fast approaching, there's a glimmer of hope. Efforts to establish a ceasefire are underway, with talks resuming in Egypt and a potential agreement on the horizon. It's a complex situation involving not just humanitarian efforts, but also intricate political dynamics between Israel, Hamas, and international stakeholders. To help us navigate through these developments, we're joined by PocketPod News International Politics correspondent Mallory Hessel. Mallory? Indeed, Steve. The situation in Gaza is both dire and complex. The recent humanitarian airdrops by the United States are a crucial lifeline for many. On March 2nd, over 38,000 meals were delivered into Gaza by three C-130 U.S. military planes with Jordanian forces' assistance. This operation underscores the severity of the humanitarian crisis, where at least 576,000 people are on the brink of famine conditions. That's quite an operation. How are these efforts being received on the ground? The reception is mixed, Steve. While there's gratitude for the aid, there's also concern about ensuring that these supplies reach those most in need without being intercepted by militants. This challenge underscores the broader issue of access and distribution amidst ongoing conflict. Speaking of ongoing conflicts, can you tell us more about the efforts towards establishing a ceasefire? Absolutely. Ceasefire negotiations are indeed making headway with talks resuming in Egypt. A six-week ceasefire framework is reportedly in place contingent on Israel's condition that Hamas releases hostages, with U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris set to meet Israeli War Cabinet member Benny Gantz on March 3rd and Ramadan beginning on March 10th. There's a sense of urgency to these talks. 
And what about the situation in Rafah? The civilian casualties there have been particularly distressing. Yes, Steve. Strikes in Rafah have resulted in significant civilian casualties. On March 2nd alone, at least 25 people were killed near a hospital and within a family household. Although the Israeli military targets were Islamic Jihad terrorists, these actions resulted in widespread civilian harm, a stark reminder of the conflict's devastating toll on noncombatants. Israel's offensive response has also been quite significant. Indeed it has. In response to an attack by Hamas on October 7th, Israel launched an extensive offensive that has led to massive displacement within Gaza and significant loss of life and infrastructure damage. Over one million Palestinians have sought refuge away from their homes since this offensive began. Amidst all this chaos, how are Gazans coping with basic needs like food? The situation concerning food and health is grim, Steve. Severe food shortages have led to malnutrition-related deaths among children, a heartbreaking reality underscored by 13 children dying from malnutrition at Kamal Adwan Hospital over just three days. With such a dire humanitarian situation unfolding, what can you tell us about international responses? International pressure for a ceasefire has intensified amidst this unfolding humanitarian catastrophe. President Joe Biden expressed hope for peace before Ramadan begins on March 10th, reflecting global concern over the escalating violence and its toll on civilians. It's clear that while efforts are underway to address immediate needs and negotiate peace, the road ahead remains fraught with challenges. Precisely, Steve. The current situation reflects not only immediate humanitarian concerns, but also deep-rooted political dynamics between Israel, Hamas, and other involved parties as they navigate towards potential peace amidst significant turmoil. Thanks for your insights today, Mallory. Thank you for having me, Steve. Today we're diving into the world of venture capital, with a focus on how innovation is shaping the future of defense technology. That's right. We had a fascinating conversation with Trey Stevens, a key figure at Founders Fund and an early investor in Anduril, a cutting-edge defense tech company. Trey shared insights on everything from investment philosophies to the ethical considerations of autonomous warfare. PocketPod News Business Correspondent Leah Haynes is here to break down this wide-ranging discussion. Leah, Trey Stevens has had quite the journey from government intelligence analyst to venture capitalist. What can you tell us about Founders Fund's unique approach to investing? Absolutely, Jonathan. Founders Fund, where Trey Stevens has been for the past 10 years, really stands out in the venture capital landscape. Their investment philosophy is quite unique. Unlike many other firms, they rarely take board seats and do not reserve money for follow-on investments. This approach allows them to avoid consensus decision-making, which is quite common in the industry. So it sounds like they favor a more independent strategy for each investor? That's right. This philosophy stems from Peter Thiel's belief that each investor should have their own unique strategy rather than following a herd mentality. It's an approach that has differentiated Founders Fund within the venture capital community. Interesting. And I understand there was a significant departure from the fund recently? Yes, Keith Rabois left Founders Fund due to differing investment philosophies and then rejoined Kosla Ventures. This departure underscores how diverse investment styles can be within venture capital firms and highlights the importance of aligning on investment approach. Moving on to startups and employee equity sales, what insights did Stevens share on this topic? Trey discussed when it's appropriate for startup employees to sell shares to investors. He believes that early sales can validate equity compensation strategies, but warned that large-scale liquidity events could potentially degrade performance if not carefully managed. And how does this tie into defense technology and Anduril? 
Well, Anduril is a prime example of innovation in defense tech. They focus on creating low-cost autonomous defense systems, which address modern conflict threats directly. This shift towards software-defined hardware-enabled systems marks a significant evolution in defense strategies against low-cost threats. Stevens also compared Anduril's production challenges with those of traditional defense contractors, noting how startup agility could innovate production methods akin to Tesla's manufacturing processes. Can you elaborate on the ethical considerations around autonomous systems in warfare? Absolutely. There are significant ethical implications regarding autonomous systems in warfare, especially as we move towards AI-controlled combat scenarios. While these systems have the potential for more precise and responsible use of lethal force, concerns about AI-controlled warfare and accountability cannot be ignored. And what role is Anduril playing in current global conflicts like Ukraine? Andril is actively deployed in conflict zones such as Ukraine, providing modern technological support against predominantly Cold War-era technologies. They aim to ensure that future conflicts can be met with advanced technologies ready for rapid deployment. Shifting gears slightly, Stevens mentioned personal preparedness for global conflicts. Could you touch on that? Indeed, he shared his views on maintaining readiness for global conflicts through measures like survival kits and considering bunker options, reflecting broader concerns about global security threats and individual preparedness amidst uncertain geopolitical climates. Lastly, did Stevens express any political aspirations? While he's open to the idea of running for public office someday, personal reasons are currently holding him back from pursuing political ambitions at this time, a reminder of how personal considerations can significantly influence decisions regarding public service involvement despite professional qualifications or interest. That was PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes, breaking down Trey Stevens' journey and insights from government intelligence analyst to venture capitalist at Founders Fund and beyond. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. In a significant move to address the ongoing humanitarian crisis in Gaza, President Joe Biden has authorized emergency assistance. That's right. Following a tragic incident that claimed over 100 Palestinian lives, the U.S. military has started airdropping food pallets over Gaza in coordination with the Royal Jordanian Air Force. This operation is just the beginning of efforts to alleviate the dire situation where many in Gaza face starvation due to restrictions on aid. PocketPod News World Affairs correspondent Rose Fletcher is here with us to dive deeper into this story. Rose, can you tell us more about this unprecedented humanitarian effort? Absolutely, Jonathan. The situation in Gaza has become increasingly dire, prompting President Joe Biden to authorize emergency humanitarian assistance. This decision came in the wake of a tragic encounter that left over 100 Palestinians dead. In response, US military C-130 cargo planes dropped approximately 38,000 meals over Gaza. It's a significant move coordinated with the Royal Jordanian Air Force aimed at offering immediate relief to those facing starvation. That's quite a significant operation. Can you expand on how this coordination between the US and Royal Jordanian Air Force played out? Certainly, the operation saw a remarkable level of international cooperation, with the US's airdrop being complemented by similar efforts from the Royal Jordanian Air Force in northern Gaza. This teamwork is crucial for maximising the reach and impact of humanitarian assistance in the region, especially considering the operational challenges that come with delivering aid in conflict zones. Speaking of challenges, there's been some discussion about the effectiveness of airdrops versus traditional ground transport for delivering aid. What's your take on this? 
That's an important aspect to consider, Jonathan. While airdrops can swiftly deliver supplies to areas that might be inaccessible due to conflict or blockade, they don't have the capacity for larger volumes of aid that ground transport provides. White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby pointed out that although airdrops are beneficial and necessary under current circumstances, they are supplemental and cannot entirely replace ground transport's capacity for delivering aid. Interesting perspective there. Now, could you give us some insight into why C-130 aircraft were chosen for this mission? The C-130 aircraft have been instrumental in various humanitarian missions across the globe because of their cargo capacity and operational flexibility. These aircraft can quickly adapt to different types of missions, making them ideally suited for emergency drops like those conducted over Gaza. Their utilisation in this effort underscores their strategic importance in delivering urgent humanitarian assistance. It sounds like these efforts are critical right now, amid restrictions on aid entry into Gaza. Can you tell us more about these restrictions and their impact? Absolutely, Jonathan. Since October 7th, when hostilities began escalating, Israel has significantly tightened restrictions on essential supplies entering Gaza. This blockade has had severe ramifications for civilians there, leading to shortages in food, water and medicine, among other necessities, pushing one quarter of Gaza's 2.3 million people towards starvation, according to United Nations estimates. It's truly heartbreaking hearing about these conditions on the ground. What do you think this initiative signifies moving forward? This operation marks an essential step toward addressing immediate needs through military precision and international cooperation, despite ongoing conflict and blockade conditions. It underscores not just challenges, but also highlights broader issues related to ensuring sustained access to necessities for civilian populations under siege or blockade conditions. Thank you for providing such comprehensive insights into this pressing issue, Rose. You're welcome, Jonathan. It's crucial we keep shedding light on these humanitarian efforts amidst complex global situations. And that's the Daily Digest for Sunday, March 3rd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.